This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. And I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Uh, We ended our last episode, and we started just running out of time. So this is really, well, it's part five, David. It's part five in a series that we call The Role of the Law. And right at the end, we blew through four points, and I really felt like we needed to unpack these points a little bit more. So you ended the last episode by saying this line, always lead with grace and always attach truth because truth is image bearing for Christ. Oh man, that's a lot, David. So first of all, let me just ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions right here on the spot that I think our listeners might be confused about. All right. Is, is that fair? Oh, uh, my, <laughs> my feet are on the ground. <laughs> Okay. All right. This is unrehearsed. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. So you lead with grace and attach truth. What do you mean by leading with grace and attaching truth? Yeah. So I love it because you and I are students of the word and ultimately even our opinion doesn't matter is what is Ultimately, what does the word say? What is who is God? And that's our pursuit and our growth of him. And so I just want to immediately point it towards John 114. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full. Here it is, full of grace and truth. So to to experience Jesus, to know Jesus, experience, first of all, what's listed, there's grace. His love that just is preeminent, that's that's all-encompassing, that uh, draws us. And it's truth that changes us, that we'd use the word sanctification. He makes us holy. He makes us like Him. Um, And, and, you know, one of the things I I tell you in my life, um, Mark, is that I saw the the pride in my life in in younger years. I I had been very zealous, as we've already shared on this podcast, for Mm. Jesus and the Word of God. But I was full of pride. And pride quenches the Holy Spirit. It it doesn't. It's not very grace-giving, certainly. And it lacks truth. And so when Jesus really revealed in my heart the corruption of my own heart and the grace I needed and started changing me more in his truth, one of the things I started praying for is, Lord, whenever somebody meets me now, let them go away and not say, wow, David's an amazing person. Let them go away and and think, did I just meet Jesus? God is great. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, uh, there would be such a reflection or a deflection, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's not really deflection because it's Christ in us and we're the, we, have, we bear that new image. And so that's the issue is when we are identified in Christ, we literally bear his image where Jesus said, if you give a cup of even a cup of cold water to the least of my brethren, that you've given it unto me. So there's this amazing tr- truth reality when his spirit is us, we truly do bear right. his image. We bear his character, and so people experience truth by experiencing us, but because we have his nature, we give away grace all the time. So we are also walking with the uh, full of grace and truth in our maturity with Christ. So if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is that as we walk in grace and truth together, that that is 
part of the way that we are Christ's image or the, you know, as they used to say years ago, the hands and feet uh, of Christ, that we're showing yeah. Christ by the by the way that we live. That That's kind of what mm -hmm. you're getting at with that point. Now, you just touched on last episode, why you lead with grace and then attach truth. Why don't you lead with truth? Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little bit further, because I could just go up to saying somebody, you're a sinner and mm -hmm. you're going to hell and mm -hmm. you need to repent. And certainly there's been a lot of that in Christian circles. Mm -hmm. Why do you think the Bible always leads with grace and then brings in the truth of the situation uh, afterwards? Yeah. So we see that in the scriptures, how Jesus addresses it to the Pharisees specifically. He specifically warns the disciples, says, do what they say, but not what they do. He, he says, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees, because uh, they were uh, their, their yeast was unbelief and un and not obedience uh, for they preached the law and believed the law and yet they would continue to make laws that cancel out another law for instance Jesus dealt with Corbin one time it's called it Corbin was he said for the sake of doing God's will you say I don't have to honor my mother and father I don't have to keep my promise and, and my commitment to my mother and father because I'm doing it for the Lord so it's this kind of a religious spirit and justification for not keeping the law. And then, of course, they added on to the laws of the Sabbath and on and on. And so Jesus uh, pointed out that the Pharisees, by trying to put out truth up there first for people to follow, by using the law, Jesus points out they are pushing them further away from God instead of too closer to the, to the law because they saw the law as ultimately being able to fulfill God's righteousness in their own pride. So the law was building up pride um, and pushing them farther away from, from God, where right. it's where Scripture says it's love that conquers all. Yeah, so uh, if I'm mm -hmm. getting at yeah. it, when we're just telling people to obey more rules— Rules become God mm -hmm. rather than Christ becoming God. I, I think that's what I, I'm I'm looking at here, and that it's not really necessarily being a follower of Christ, just being a follower of morality. Mm -hmm. it, is that kind of what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, it, it, exactly. Because anything that misses Christ uh, is is pride. It's it's our own effort, and it misses life. Because God, Christ Himself, is life. He's the giver of life. Uh, so, so sin is simply missing Christ is the easiest way to look at it. All right. So I knew that there was a lot here. That was our whole first section. Yeah. We'll try to hit the other three when we come back from this break. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Okay, so we referenced this passage, David. We went and we, during the break, we hurriedly went and looked it up. Uh, we talked about Matthew 23, 23, 15. And Jesus says this, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. Mm -hmm. And when he becomes a proselyte, mm -hmm. 
you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Okay, so let me ask the first question for those who maybe not have studied the Bible for a while. Uh, explain to me what a proselyte is and what a Pharisee was doing to make somebody a proselyte. Yeah, that's a nice, um, fancy English word for convert. <laughs> those who convert from another belief system to, and, and Jesus, of course, tied to the belief system of the Pharisees, which was a conservative way of seeing the Torah and the law and fulfilling the law. The, the law. And the scribes were part of that, too. The scribes are ones who wrote out the scriptures and part of the Pharisaical interpretation of the law. Okay, that, that's helpful. Okay, so they're going to make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. What was Jesus trying to say? What was he trying to warn us about in this passage? Well, I'd say one, he's, he's not making friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he sure yeah. isn't. <laughs> Jesus said like, like it is, and, there, and that connects what we're talking about. Jesus full of grace and truth. Well, in his grace, and, 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 he, and actually other places, God's, Jesus says that he loved the scribes and Pharisees, but he used truth here. To wake them up and, and yeah. call them the children of Satan. So they were. That means they were not fil fulfilling the, the the law of God, the the love of God. And so Jesus was trying to shake their false foundation here. And right before it, the, for the context for everyone, if people want to look at that in Matthew twenty three, mm -hmm. Jesus says, "The greatest among you shall be your servant. But whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted." So it goes back to that. Uh, principle that we see in Scripture, we talked about last podcast, is that God. we see that Jesus gave the law to those who were proud and gave mm -hmm. grace to those who were humbled. And so we got, we, so, we, so with Jesus exerting that principle here, he was giving the law, he was giving truth um, to the, the Pharisees because they were off and they were, they would do go over, you know, high mountain and, and large sea to find a, a convert but what they'd end up doing is making them a child of Satan, of hell, instead of Christ, because they're, they're just lifting up people's um, pride instead of turning them towards the Messiah and part of a Messiah community of people. Yeah. So in essence, they were saying, you need to become a proselyte and then follow all of our rules and you'll be okay with God. But that was missing the point. And mm -hmm. I think what we see with the Pharisees, if, if I'm understanding this right, with the Pharisees and with the rich young ruler that we mentioned last episode is that they were relying on not being a murderer, not being an adulterer, not being a liar. And as long as they do these things, that they're going to be right with God. And that brings to point number two, that Jesus was trying to discern a spirit of pride or a spirit of mm -hmm. uh, humility uh, one way or the other. Uh, inside the heart of the rich young ruler, inside the heart of the Pharisees, as we just mentioned. And as he was examining that, he saw something he didn't like. So explain why that's important that Jesus um, discerns, or we allow Jesus to discern a spirit of pride or a spirit of humility one way or the other as we move forward in our relationship with God. Christ set himself up, actually, interesting enough, as the one who did, does bring that truth that to destroy the pride of self-righteousness, to bring grace. He says that he is the stone, the cornerstone in, in which all of the temple was built. And he said, and, and then he goes on to say, woe to you who the stone falls and crushes. Christ sets him up. There's two things that when we come to Christ, mm -hmm. his God, it, Christ is the judge. It says that Jesus will judge the righteous and the unrighteous. He is holy. He's the judge. And so he is either going to judge us all and crush us into eternal separation from him, or he ju judges us by giving his life 
his mercy grant exchanging our um, rags of pride of of self-righteousness for his righteousness and uh, and that's the stumbling and falling because stumbling and falling is a picture of of our pride being broken our old man being broken and being humbled at the foot of the cross. Hmm. So it, that was point number three. In situations of pride, let the law do its work. So if I'm understanding you correctly, that that's really the law is doing an undoing of our pride. It's saying mm-hmm. that it's not good enough. Is that is that what you're getting at with that yeah. with that point number three? Yeah, exactly. If we love people, we're going to help them find truth. We're going to help them flourish. No one flourishes with with pride. So what do we do? So God's given us the law as a leverage us as leaders to help people discover their cancer <laughs> that is quenching um, love, is quenching what people were designed to be and do, and that is to know God, to worship Him, and to reflect Him. Well, and then we got that next part, and that's point number four, in humility, let grace restore truth. Mm-hmm. Let grace restore truth. How does grace restore truth? The, the pattern that we see of Christ is that Christ always went through forth with grace and, and, and which is his love which we again looked at that sometimes grace is actually the truth brought out but it's a spirit of love Je- jesus didn't want to condemn them all for eternity he wanted truth to change them so that they would throw themselves at at grace ultimately everyone needs love there's the innate desire of everyone to be loved and to love so how do people get to love they have to experience grace because we cannot be loved and uh, by God until we have humility, uh, because He has to clean us up first. Uh, we're not ready for the kingdom. There's the parable in scriptures of the man who comes to the wedding banquet who doesn't have the right clothes on. He he's not clothed correctly, and and he's thrown out. We have to be clothed by Christ. We have to be cleaned up, and it's the blood of Christ that cleans us, uh, cleanses us. All that happens in that first statement there in humility. Let grace restore truth. So. Humility is the is the keys of the kingdom has been described at. Humility opens up the gates of grace, and by grace, then God then begins what the work is the scripture talks about sanctification, where he begins to restore in us the right mind and thought of his word, who we are, and so that we no longer begin to disobey God, but we fulfill God by obeying him, his word, and then fulfill the law of love because behind all obedience behind all scripture behind all law is love. So does mm. that, did I, did I, did that make sense there? <laughs> I, I, I think so. So okay. and I think what you're getting at is it's not a matter of me just cleaning my old clothes, but uh, you know, to use that analogy, but mm. it's really putting on Christ that mm. when God sees me, he sees Christ rather than seeing me. He sees Christ's righteousness rather than mm. that than seeing my um, utter lack thereof. Is that kind of the idea you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so be, and then he puts us in his grace. And it's only but when we have grace can we then begin to live in truth. Well, there you go. There's the essence of, well, the good news. That's the essence of the gospel uh, as the, the Bible lays it out, that we were utterly without the ability to save ourselves, but it was Christ that came and did the work for us and offers us the opportunity to be right with God because of his perfect sacrifice, his perfect life, and what he gave for us on the cross. Well, there's a, a few things that we do at SOM International. The first thing is 
is that we have the gospel in print. We have Bibles in print. We have audio resources. We have uh, audio books. We have podcasts. We have audio Bibles. We have a number of things in the store that will help you grow in your faith. That will help you grow in your leadership of others as you're sharing the gospel. We also have opportunities for you to support those who are risking much for Jesus all over the globe. So we encourage you to go to SOM International's website, that's spiritofmartyrdom.com, and you'll see ways that you can get connected with those who are risking much for Christ in the persecuted church all over the world. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.